Welcome to the Five State Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Mann. I record this podcast to invest in the move of God that's happening in our five-state region of South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska. And in this episode today, this is going to be the final... uh, the final episode in our series, The End Times for Beginners. And so uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to have the series completed. And today specifically, we're going to be looking at Revelation chapter 21 and the beginning of chapter 22 of Revelation, talking about the new heavens and the new earth. Specifically, it describes in vivid detail the new Jerusalem, that should be the capital city of the earth, and um, gives us some pretty awesome detail about what that city will be like. I find this to be one of the most exciting passages of the Bible to just study and to meditate on and to dream about because this is a literal city. Uh, the descriptions of the new Jerusalem are literal descriptions. They're not just figurative. They are literal descriptions of the new Jerusalem which will be the capital city on the new earth when all this said and done and God's master plan for people and the earth is completed and God is living on the earth with his people forever and there's righteousness and there's no sin and there's no curse. There's only blessing and it's going to be awesome. And this is what is in God's mind for where he is steering life on earth and um, and with the human race, he's steering us toward this final glorious conclusion. This is where things are going. And so uh, this is exciting. In this uh, snapshot of scripture, we, uh, I mean, in this portion of scripture, we see a snapshot of uh, the end goal of what God is building on the earth with his people. So enjoy it. We'll get straight into it right after this word from our sponsors. Hey, welcome to session 30 of the End Times for Beginners course. And I believe this is going to be our final session uh, in this course. This is a series of short videos uh, designed to give a basic understanding of what the Bible says about the return of Jesus, the events that lead up to his return, and the events that follow his return. And in this session, we're going to continue our study of the last two chapters of the Bible, Revelation 21 and a little bit of Revelation 22. And uh, we're going to talk about the completion. These chapters talk about the completion of God's eternal plan for people and the earth. In particular, we're going to learn about the city called the New Jerusalem, which is the capital city of the New Earth. And so this is an exciting uh, description of, of the New Jerusalem. And again, I just want to give you this picture of God's end goal, where this thing is going. It was his goal from the beginning when he first created the earth and created people. And it's the goal, it's the plan that he was, he is going to bring to completion. And we see that in this passage of scripture, God's plan is to live on the earth with his people forever. And there's no sin, there's righteousness, there's no curse, there's only blessing. And we see that plan brought to completion in this passage of scripture. So I'm just going to read it and I'm going to, I'm going to focus in on verses nine through 23, but I'm going to read it just to get the context of the scripture. I'm going to read verses one through eight, which I talked about in the previous session, but I'll just read those verses with no commentary. And then I'll start commenting once I get into verses nine through 23. Revelation 21, it says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. 
For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And then I allowed, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear uh, from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I'm making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end to all who are thirsty. I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings and I will be their God and they will be my children. But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Then one of the seven angels who held the seven bowls containing the seven last plagues came and said to me, come with me and I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And so he took me in spirit to a great high mountain and he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. I just want to make a comment really quickly. The angel here describes the the heavenly city, the new Jerusalem. He describes it as the bride, the wife uh, of the lamb. And I I think this is really an interesting metaphor. Because it's not just talking about, you know, many times in the Bible, the bride of Christ is referring to the, the saints, the people of God who follow Jesus and have been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. But in this passage, it's actually referring to the holy city, the eternal dwelling place of Christ and his bride. And it says that uh, the wife of the lamb, and earlier it talked about um, he sees the city, the new Jerusalem, coming from God like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Now, a bride... Uh, when she gets ready for her wedding, like she spares no detail and no expense in um, getting herself ready for the wedding day. She wants to look as beautiful as possible. You know, she her makeup has to be just perfect. She spends tons of money on this ornate, beautiful wedding gown that she'll wear one time in her life for this one occasion. And she'll she'll pay money to get her hair done just perfectly. And it's like uh she spares no expense in making herself as as beautiful and presenting herself as beautiful as possible for her husband on their wedding day. And in the same way, God uses this metaphor to describe how he has spared no expense and he has skipped no detail in the extravagant preparation of the city, the new Jerusalem that that God is going to live in with his bride forever and ever and ever. She's like a beautifully, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And we're going to see in this city, he has spared no expense. He has gone into immaculate detail, extravagant beauty uh, throughout this city. And uh, it's like, this city is beautiful. It's the most beautiful city uh, that there's ever been or ever will be. And you're going to see that. Let's get into the description. 
So first of all, he says, he took me in spirit to a great high mountain. He showed me the holy city descending out of Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. It was filled with the glory of God and it sparkled like a precious gem, crystal clear like jasper. Its walls were broad and high with 12 gates guarded by 12 angels. And the names of the 12 tribes of Israel were written on the gates. It's really, really important that the covenant that God made with Abraham in Genesis 12 and Abraham's descendants is an eternal covenant. It, it was not done away with. Like the covenant that God made to bless him and his descendants forever, to make them a blessing to all the nations and to uh, and that they would live in that land, in, in Israel, you know, what's called Israel in the Middle East that God marked out and he specified the borders of. It's, it's like that was an eternal covenant and God is actually fulfilling that this is the ultimate fulfillment of that covenant that god made and even the names of the 12 tribes of israel um, are written on the holy city which i think is pretty cool nice touch verse 13 there were three gates on each side each each uh east north south and west the wall of the city had 12 foundation stones and on them were written the names of the 12 apostles of the lamb the angel who talked to me held in his hand a gold measuring stick to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. And uh, I'm going to go into that in a second. We'll continue. But I just want to make a few comments on, on the part I just read. First of all, John is enabled by God, by this angel, to see. He, has this, he actually sees the city and he describes it like a mountain. So again, we have this city that it's it's like this giant mountain. We're going to get into the dimensions in the next couple of verses. But I just want you to see it's like it sparkled like a precious gem because we're going to see it's actually constructed with precious gems, like with pure gold and all kinds of precious gems. I mean, uh, the the magnitude of wealth of that God has, like all the wealth and uh, that He puts into constructing this city giant city we're going to look at the dimensions in a second that's made of precious gems like extravagant uh riches and beauty poured into the city and the city looks like a mountain because we're going to see in a little bit it's actually 1400 miles long by 1400 miles wide by 1400 miles high like it go it's a really huge city and it looks like a giant mountain and um so it's, yeah, I just imagine like a city on a hill, literally, like a, a more than a hill, a, a giant mountain, 1,400 miles high. You know, Mount Everest is the highest point on the planet right now. It's only six miles above sea level. So imagine a, a, a mountain city that goes 1,400 miles high, and it's sparkling like a gem because the glory of God it uh, is illuminates the city. It, it from the center, the throne of God in the center of this city, is is so bright and unfiltered. It, it actually illuminates the city. So you imagine the light of God's glory shining from the center of the city through the the pure gold like glass and the precious gems. And imagine the the the, the colors. The radiant colors that are coming from that city, this shining mountain city is absolutely exquisite and glorious. And so I want to continue. Let's get into the dimensions. Verse 16, when he measured it, he found it was a square as wide as it was long. In fact, it was in the form of a cube for its length and width and height were each 
1,400 miles. So again, 14, you know, for the, I live in the United States of America. 1,400 miles, okay, the dimensions of the city. If you were to draw a line down the center of the United States and go to the from the center of the United States to all the way to the West Coast, you know, like the Pacific Ocean, or you could go to the East Coast the, and uh, the Atlantic Ocean. It's about, you know, from the center of our country, that center line to the coast is approximately, you know, not exact, but it's approximately 1,400-ish miles. It just gives you a general idea of how wide this city is. Now, that's like half the size of our country. This is one city. 1,400 miles wide and then 1,400 miles long. I mean, this is a giant city. There's never been a city like this city. It is a huge city. But it's not just long and wide. It's 1,400 miles high. Now, my wife and I, uh, we we went uh, one of you know my favorite places that I've been to on the earth is uh, a place in Italy um, on the uh, called uh, Cinque Terre. It's the five fishing villages and these beautiful, colorful buildings. Literally, it's these cities that these high cliffs like mountains that go straight down into the sea into the Mediterranean Sea, which is like crystal clear, beautiful water. I was amazed how beautiful the water is. I mean, you could just see. Uh, such a long way when you're swimming in this water and the mountain cliffs come straight out of the ocean and and just cascade up and the city like the houses the buildings are literally built on the side of the mountain going up it's just a beautiful picture if you want to google Cinque Terre in Italy and look at pictures of this beautiful city and that's kind of like not exactly but it just kind of like when I try to imagine what does the eternal city the new Jerusalem uh that's built on this mountain that goes 1,400 miles high. Uh, th- these beautiful buildings, I mean, uh, it just kind of helps me to imagine what this city would look like. Here's an important point. I alluded to this earlier. When you think about how high 1,400 miles is, uh, like that, a city that goes that high, like the, the highest point on the planet today, like I said earlier, is Mount Everest. It's only six miles above sea level. Outer space is Eh, approximately, give or take, 800 miles from the surface of the earth. So once you hit outer space, you could go another 600 miles high, and that would be how high this city, the New Jerusalem, is going to be. So you're getting an idea of the magnitude of this city. Like It is enormous, and it is beautiful. It's stunning. Verse 17, then he measured the walls, and he found them to be 216 feet thick using a standard human measure. The wall was made of jasper, and the city was pure gold as clear as glass. The wall of the city was built on foundation stones, inlaid with 12 gems. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate. I don't know if I pronounced that right. The fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst. I encourage you, you can Google each one of those gems. I just find it so cool that God went into this much detail to tell us what the city looks like. He's like, the wall is made of twelve gems, and he tells us what each of those twelve gems are. So you can Google those gems, Uh, right now and get an idea of what they look like and imagine a wall that is 1400 miles long 
it turns the corner, goes 1,400 miles wide, and goes all the way around this city, and it's 216 feet thick. I mean, that is a huge wall. I mean, 216 feet thick. I mean, if you wanted to, you could have a massive highway on top of that wall. I mean, 216 feet thick is really, really big. So imagine the size of this huge wall that goes on like for thousands of miles, and it's made of pure, of, of, precious gems, those 12 gems. I mean, this is a gorgeous city. I, I can't imagine the expense, but God, again, God owns everything. You know, he's a very rich king and the city that his bride is going to live in with him forever on the earth is absolutely beautiful. He spares no expense. And then he goes on in verse 21, the 12 gates of the city were made of pearls. Listen to this, each gate from a single pearl. That's crazy to me. So you got to... F- there's three gates, it says, uh, on each side, 12 gates total, three on each of the four sides of this 1,400 mile long, 1,400 mile wide wall, okay? So how big is a gate when there's only three of them over a span of 1,400 mile section of wall? Does God, I imagine that would be pretty huge gates, and each gate is made from a single pearl. You know, the joke I always make when I talk about this is like, I just want to see the the massive clam that that God uh, got the pearl out of, you know, haha, just a joke. But um, it's literal. Each gate will be made from a single pearl. Uh, and, and again, I think there's so much prophetic symbolism, you know, all these things. God is a master architect and he can make things that are beautiful. And these are literal descriptions. They're not just symbolic, but I think they're literal and they also are sim- these literal descriptions, these literal things are symbolic of spiritual truths that are powerful. So it's good to meditate on, but don't just explain it away and say, oh, they're just all symbolic truths. No, they're not. They're literal. Every description God gives in here is physical, physical gems like gold, onyx, carnelian, chrysolite, beryl, all these things. It's like walls, gates. It's a physical description of this city. So it's real. And he says, and the main street of the city was pure gold as clear as glass. Again, you know, pure gold is not gold in. It's like glass. You can see through it. It's as clear as glass. It has no contaminants in it. And and pure gold is hard. I mean, you can't break it. You know, pure gold that's just, that has no contamination whatsoever. It's completely 100% pure. Clear as glass. It, it is so hard, hard. You cannot break that. It is a super solid material, way more solid than concrete. And God's like, yeah, the main street of the city and even the city itself is, is constructed of this pure gold. No temple could be seen in the city for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple and the city has no need of sun or moon listen to this for the glory of god illuminates the city and the lamb is its light again i just can't even imagine how beautiful that would be i mean all these different colored gemstones and pure gold like glass with the light of god's glory radiating through it illuminating i mean just the colors would be staggering uh, to look at. And we're going to get to be in this city forever, guys. This is going to be amazing. Revelation 22, 1 through 5. Then the angel showed me a river. Okay, honestly, this is probably my favorite part. The angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street 
On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer will there be will there be a curse upon anything, right? Because the old order of things are gone. This is the new heavens and new earth. Everything is made new. There's no curse or sin anymore. For the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there, and his servants will worship him. And they will see his face. That's awesome. We are going to see God's face. And we'll be in our resurrected bodies sinless, we'll be able to live to tell the story. (laughs) We're going to look upon his face. We're going to see the beauty of our God. We're going to look upon his face and his name will be written on their foreheads. And there will be no night there, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them and they will reign forever and ever. And again, that's what we'll be doing on the earth The original purpose of human beings will be reigning on the earth under God's leadership in union with God as a big happy family. And the whole earth will flourish uh, under human leadership that is submitted to Jesus being done according to his ways. So again, guys, we see in the city this river that it says flows from the throne of God. It's his clearest crystal. Now I, and it's, it's, it's the water, it has the water of life in it. Now I love uh, probably my favorite hobby is scuba diving, snorkeling. I love going to beautiful Caribbean places with crystal clear, clear waters and, and scuba diving and where you can see underwater so far and you can see the fish and the coral and it's just beautiful. I love it. It's so peaceful. I just can't, I can, I just love to imagine <clears throat> this powerful, massive river that it, it's the source of the river is the throne of God. I mean, the God of life, the source of all life, from his throne comes this river whose very waters carry the life of God inside of them. I just can't imagine what happens when we drink this water. I mean, it's going to be awesome in our resurrected bodies. I mean, this wonderful water will be, I think we'll be able to drink it. I think we're going to be, I imagine, this is me reading into it. I plan on swimming in it. Lord willing, I, I want to swim in the river. I want to go snorkeling there. And then it has trees. It flows down. Now remember, the main street is made of, of, of pure gold. And then in the middle of main street, you've got this river of life that's crystal clear. And there's trees along the riverbanks of this river that are, are there. The roots of these trees are being nourished by the life-giving waters of this river. And so it produces uh, like um, abundantly blessed uh, fruit because the life-giving water that's feeding the root system of these trees. And it says they produce a fresh crop each month. That's how life-giving those waters are. A fresh crop of fruit. So I just imagine myself, uh, you know, being in the city and saying, you know, saying to, you know, my wife, and my kids who will be with me and, and friends and family, you know, all of them be family and say, Hey guys, let's go for a swim. And we're just going to, I imagine going down into the main street and, uh, having a picnic, you know, eating the fruit that comes from the trees, drinking the wonderful life-giving water, going swimming, seeing the light from the throne of God that lights up the city, angels everywhere, just singing and worshiping God, testifying about Jesus to one another, delighting in him, delighting in one another, delighting in his creation, angels joining in the songs with us. I just imagine it being this most epic, perfect 
utopian environment that the human heart longs for because God created us to live in this environment forever and ever, and he's going to do it. And we're going to get to be there if we follow Jesus. Now, I just want to just... I got one scripture I want to read, and I just want to end by saying this. God's eternal plan is wonderful, so live for eternity. If you believe this is true, remember the exhortations of verse 7 and 8. It's like those who overcome sin, who hunger and thirst for God and for this eternal reality to be your eternal reality and turn to Christ and overcome sin and Satan through the blood of the lamb and through following Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. It's like live for eternity. Believe the story because it's real. It's really going to happen exactly as God described uh, in this passage of scripture. Read the Bible regularly. Become familiar with the biblical storyline and believe it. Obey God preach the gospel and make disciples of all nations, love the family of God, endure persecution with rejoicing, remembering your eternal rewards. It's going to be worth it. And the, I just want to end by reading this scripture. The apostle Paul, who went through much suffering, had this powerful heavenly vision of the eternal plan of God. And he says, and he, and he was looking forward to his eternal reward and, and being in the kingdom of God forever. And so he said, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us, here it is, an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is, you know, the, the fallen order of things around us today in a sinful world, it's temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. What is unseen, the heavenly city, the new heavens and the new earth, like that we can't see right now, but it, it, this earth is going to be restored. The new Jerusalem is coming down from heaven upon the earth. We're going to live with him in his kingdom on a new heavens and a new earth forever without sin no curse only blessing it's going to be worth it the reward is certain so persevere in doing what is right and so uh father i just commit this playlist to you this end times for beginners course i pray that you would use this to give people um a, a true heavenly biblical vision of your plans for the earth and for people, your eternal plans. And I pray that you would use it to bring forth good fruit, to inspire people to persevere in living for Christ, to turn away from sin, to resist the devil, to submit to God, and to fully inherit the promises that you have spoken. And uh, Lord, I thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for watching. Please uh, like this video, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and guys, watch every video on this playlist. And again, I just can't say it enough, don't just take my word for it. I took time to read through the passages of Scripture for a reason. I want you to get your own Bible out, look up these passages of Scripture, and see these things for yourself in the Bible so that it becomes rooted in you and you know that it's real and not just taking some guy's word for it, but you can see it for yourself in the word and then build your life on the solid rock. So guys, share this playlist with other people. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Five State Revival podcast. If you'd like to see the video version of this recording, you could go to my YouTube channel, which is also called Five State Revival, and go to the End Times for Beginners playlist, and you can watch this session as well as all the other sessions uh, in the End Times for Beginners course. So guys, thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you again on our next episode.